Shoot Your Shot Sports presents If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hello, welcome back to If It Has a Score in this lovely January weather. Uh, <laughs> Warming up a bit. Thought yeah. it brings us back to the weather port. Yeah, we've ditched that the past few weeks, and we've actually had a lot of fans reach out. And yeah, they were just like, we need that weather. We <laughs> yeah. need to know what... I, I don't have any windows in my house. Yeah. I need you to tell me what the weather looks like. So, don't worry, we're here uh, letting you know we have not had snow in a while, like a good right. snow. We've had some some little uh, flurries and such, but we haven't had any like snow that sticks on the, on the ground here in Chicagoland area in a while, so... Uh, it's kind of kind of odd to have a warm January because usually that means we're gonna have a really messed up like February March. Right, right. Yeah, we'll see what's in store. But this next week coming up and last week was a bit warmer, above freezing temperatures. So I will take that. Yeah, it's forty right now. So. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, anyway, it is Wednesday the eighteenth. We're halfway through, a little over halfway through the month now, um, and we've got. Two more segments for this month before we mm-hmm. restart again on February 1st. Uh, of course, we'll tell you a little bit more about that next week. Uh, but for now, we're going to go ahead and get into our news. Am I starting this week? Yeah. Okay. You I are guess starting I'm starting. This week. Yeah. So I've got a bit of news here. One of my favorite news things that I've heard this week is uh, Phineas and Ferb is coming back. back. We're going to see Phineas and Ferb two more seasons at least have been ordered by Disney uh, for a revival. And uh, Dan Pavemeyer, who's one of the writers on the show, on the original show, he's returning. I don't know about Stan Swampy Marsh. We shall see. Uh, But at least we know original writers there, original creators there, so we should Mm -hmm. see a lot of similarities between this rendition and the original rendition. I think it's just building off of what we already know. Okay, and how long has it been off the air for? Dude, like, I keep forgetting how long it's been. I want to say it's like seven years. Wow. But then again, Disney Plus had a special uh, movie mm-hmm. that was released on the the streaming service towards the beginning of its career. Yeah. And that was like a big thing. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, uh new Phineas and Ferb original movie. We haven't seen them in forever. And then also one of Dan Pavelmeyer's other shows uh, starring Weird Al Yankovic, um, Milo Murphy's Law. He uh, he did a crossover with Phineas and Ferb. Okay. Since, like, I think they take place in the same universe. So uh, we've seen a little bit. We've had a couple little tastes of them in, in recent years, but now they're, like, fully back. Do you count movies? Yeah, I count it as part of that franchise. Mm, I guess. I I think people would rather see shows. Yeah, it's usually sure. a show, but yeah, I guess you'll take what you can get, right? You can't yeah, be too it's picky. still start. It's part of the story, at least. Yeah. It's part of that character's journey. So I would still can consider it as part of that. Got it. Uh, moving on, a little bit of sad news. Lisa Marie Presley, which was Elvis Presley's only daughter. Uh, passed away this week at 54. She's going to be buried at Graceland with other members of the Presley family, uh, right next to her son who passed in 2020. Mm. 
another bit of um, famous celebrity uh, deaths from that same time period. Uh, Robbie Knievel, which is son of uh, Evil Knievel, the famous stunt driver with the motorcycle yes. and everything. Yeah, uh, He passed away just recently here this past weekend uh, after a cancel ba- cancer battle at 60. Mm. So that's two like pretty big uh, relations to icons of, of that time period. So a lot of people are grieving at the loss of these big entertainment stars from that time, especially since Lisa Marie Presley was basically the last connection to Elvis on the planet at right. this point. Yeah, that's important for people to, like you said, hold on and have that be something that gets passed down generation to generation. You see people keep up with it for, like you said, uh, stunt drivers and for musicians and for athletes and it's just unfortunate when this happens right right um and then next up moving on just trying to speed through this news here so we can get to our our segments mm-hmm. uh the golden globes happened recently 2023 golden globe awards uh this was a return to the golden globes a lot of people were boycotting the last couple uh, due to lack of diversity in both the award show and in the leadership that plans and uh, sets up the award show. This year we saw our in-person events again. And lots of winners across the board here. We saw a couple, and of course the Golden Globes, in case you don't know, uh, mm-hmm. is American Film and Television Awards, basically. Okay. And so we saw a lot of wins from Abbott Elementary, we saw a lot of wins for um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, so it, it was cool to see all these stars get recognized for these amazing shows and movies that have come out in the past year. Uh, one notable award that was given out is the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which is for an outstanding contribution to entertainment, and that was awarded to Eddie Murphy this year. Okay. Very good. Yeah. So... It was better this last year, or this most recent year than in past years. I think in the past couple years, with all the boycotts, there were less boycotts this year for sure. Okay, so step in the right direction. Yeah, it seems like they're improving. Good. So kind of taking some of that feedback and learning from that and improving based on that. So. Are there any like comparable sort of things that get boycotted a lot in the sports world? Um, first thing that comes to mind. Didn't really work. It was people saying they're going to boycott NFL games because of players kneeling for the national anthem. I mean, right. you still see the views that's still the most viewed sport like in the U.S. Like They did the comparison of the viewership between all NBA games on Christmas Day, and they compared it to just one NFL game on Christmas Day, and like all the games for NBA combined didn't even reach one nfl game so their reach is still huge like if there were some people or are some people still that are boycotting based on that didn't really affect their numbers too much and i mean they've kind of kept going in that direction we've talked about on this show they allow players to wear some slogans on the back of their helmet that support causes that they want to bring attention to so they Saw that feedback, but they still felt that this was something that players believed in and wanted to support other players that were doing so. So 
I yeah, don't know. I guess, I guess it's kind... hard because like when it comes to celebrities, they have just as much of a right to support certain causes as we do. Right. But because they're in public light a lot more often, it does add to a lot of people uh, being frustrated or angry at yeah. the fact that they're using their screen time their platform. To, to their platform to support these causes. But I, I, I don't really see too much of a problem with that i mean they're still a person at the end of the day so they have every right right to use that just like you can tweet on your platform for something Mm -hmm. they should be allowed to tweet on their platform for something just because they have more viewers that doesn't i don't know i don't know if that really changes it right yeah so kind of like the opposite of what you're saying they're using their platform and their messages are not being suppressed which is good so right like right in one direction it's going the opposite direction of what some people may disagree with, but mm-hmm. I think the mass majority of people agree that that message should be out there and they should shine some of these things uh, or like bring attention to it. Right. Uh, well, that wraps up my news then. I think we're ready to move on to sports news. Yep. So speaking of NFL, we'll stay on that topic. So as we're recording this on Sunday, there were two games played yesterday. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Seattle Seahawks 41-23. Quarterback Brock Purdy, who started the season as the team's third-string quarterback, started the last five regular season games due to injuries to Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, respectively, earlier in the season. With this playoff start, the 262nd and final pick in the 2022 NFL Draft became the lowest drafted quarterback to start a playoff game. So he was the last pick in the NFL draft. So typically not who you would see starting for your team, especially in a playoff. Yeah. Has yet to happen. So something cool we got to see there. And we got to see them win as well, so he could continue to make history. Right, that make that that looks good for him. You know? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to step out making history like that and then like mess it up. Right, it's it's been quite the story so far. So we'll see as the weeks go on just how far he can take himself and take his team. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Los Angeles Chargers thirty-one to thirty. The Chargers gained a 27-point lead earlier in the game, but the Jacksonville Jaguars completed a historic comeback. Their comeback win ranks as third biggest deficit overcome in the playoffs and fifth biggest deficit overcome in the regular season. Number one is the Vikings, 39, and the Colts, 36, overtime comeback. We talked about that just a couple weeks ago, if you remember. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw something similar happen. So it it that game we talked about a couple weeks ago was number one. This was number five in terms of as twenty seven points that they were down. But this is the playoffs. So in terms of it being history, it is the third biggest that took place in the playoffs. So yeah, I was watching some history yesterday. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> And then, again, based on when we are recording, the games are taking place later today, so I am just going to lay it out there. I'm going to put myself out there, put my predictions out there. Hopefully they are right. So when this comes out on Wednesday, this is almost as if it is news, but if it's wrong, 
alone that next week. So <laughs> uh, later today, we have the Dolphins against the Bills. I predict that the Bills will win. All right. Putting then, it out there. <laughs> then after that, let's see what's next. Oh, we have the Giants against the Vikings. I predict that the Vikings will win. Okay. And then we have the Ravens against the Bengals. I predict that the Bengals will win. And then for Monday Night Football, we have the Buccaneers against the Cowboys. I predict that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers will advance. They will beat the Cowboys. All right, so you heard it here, folks. Those are his <laughs> bets. If uh, if he gets r- those all wrong, uh, yep. totally just call him out on social media, Twitter. Yeah. I want to see him. I will like every single thing that calls him out. I will, I will search for it. Yeah, I think that that'll be funny. Yep. <laughs> but if he's right, you know, congrats. <laughs> hey, give me my kudos, and I'll like all right. of those. Um, next, little bit of NBA news. So, Gabe Vincent, point guard for the Miami Heat, is the first undrafted player to score at least 25 points and swipe five steals in a game since Jeremy Lin in 2016. The Heat ended up beating the Milwaukee Bucks, 111 to 95. But what I'd like to talk about is Jeremy Lin and Lin's sanity. So, Lin's sanity? Lin's sanity. Okay. So we started off our podcast talking about the phrase goat. Right. And now I'd like to talk about the phrase Lin's sanity. So the most upvoted definition on Urban Dictionary is the rage over the Knicks starting point guard Jeremy Lin, who spontaneously stunned the world with his amazing underdog story. He became an icon for people everywhere and is drawing widespread attention over the racial boundaries surrounding him and his astounding playing skill. Is one of the more popular Lin terms created by the media. Others include Lin Credible or Linning. So... There's many great articles that cover his record-breaking rise through the NBA, including becoming the first NBA player to score at least 20 points and have seven assists in each of his first five starts, and scoring a total of 89, 109, and 136 in his first three, four, and five career starts, respectively, the most by any player since the merger between ABA and NBA. So what I want to know is, who in the entertainment world has had a Linsanity? <laughs> a quick rise to stardom and then a quick fall because Linsanity did only last a few seasons. It was a short thing. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Linsanity. Yeah. Uh, was I, I do like that term. Like compared to the other two that they brought up, I was I was like, those aren't aren't heavy yeah. hitters. This one, I'm like, that's that's pretty good. Linsanity Lin is awesome. Sanity. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Uh stars that had a quick rise to fame and then kind of lost it. Um mm-hmm. I guess one that comes to mind, Shia LaBeouf. He was one of those okay. stars that you kind of saw like at one period of time, and he was in a lot of things. And then all of a sudden, he's kind of fallen off. And a lot mm-hmm. of that is because of uh, media hits on him for like um, things that he's done. So like okay. DUIs or other uh, okay. small uh, misdemeanors and stuff. Um, so self-inflicted that, a little right, bit. Right, a lot mm-hmm. of self-inflicted parts on that. And that's mm. that's a lot of the cause there. The self-inflicted harm is mm-hmm. most of what causes a star's fall from fame. Got it. Uh, so you'll see that with most child stars, like a lot of Disney stars, will will have that like big spurt and then they're gone. Um, 
and then you'll see it with uh with a, with a few other like more controversial people like they'll come back to light they'll do great and then they'll say something that everyone's like why did you just say that mm-hmm. and then they get forgotten but other ones that i i kind of think of andrew garfield was for a little bit but he's back again uh toby mcguire for a little bit when he was spider-man and he was super popular at that time but then yep. you haven't really seen him in any other like big blockbusters uh, right. up until he returned as spider-man so it does happen I mean, it happens in any industry. Yep. They're still working in that industry. They might take a break, but there there are times where they're the big star. They're in everything. Jennifer Lawrence was the same thing for a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're in everything, and then all of a sudden, like, they just can't get anything. Right, right. And this is no knock on any of these people, no knock on Jeremy Lin. It was very impressive. The records he was breaking, the stats that he was putting up, he was helping his teams win. And like they mentioned, he is somebody that is not commonly represented in the NBA, being an Asian man. So there's been a few others in the past, uh, but not very common to see them rise up through NBA ranks. Right, so. I mean, in both fields, with, with how much how competitive they can get sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, compet- competition for roles, uh, competition between players on other teams, or on even on your own team. Mm-hmm. It, it does become hard to gain that recognition or to get that role as more people rise up or, or join into the join into the teams. So right. it, it, it gets harder to get recognized, for sure. Absolutely. So just thought that that would be a fun thing to ask you because anytime he comes up, that's like Lin Sanity. That's what people think of. And right. I've heard it compared to it's been cross sport. And now we're even doing like cross entertainment where, you know, people talk about Lin Sanity for a football player or Lin Sanity for obviously we just did actors and stuff. So I just think it's a fun phrase and it was a cool thing in NBA history. So mm-hmm. that kind of came back up yesterday. And yeah. that's what I got. So something current, but also a little blast from the past, too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> good news all around. Well, yeah. I mean, some bad news, but I mean, like, good news sessions. I tried to, <laughs> I, yeah, I tried to end it on a high note. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, well, before we get into our poster post game analysis, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our sponsor. Uh, if it has a score and shoot your shot sports is sponsored by tick pick mm-hmm. you're listening to this podcast because you have some sort of interest in sports in movies tv in entertainment in general and if you are interested in those things maybe you're looking to go to some live events pretty soon here right yeah. so if you're looking to go to sports games uh comedy shows theater performances any of that you need tickets. And if you need tickets, TickPick is one of the best places for you to go. TickPick is a no-fee, 100% guaranteed ticket site. If you want to get tickets for your next event and you want to support our show, be sure to follow our link, bit.ly backslash score TP. That's all lowercase, score TP. Yep. So... I know I have some basketball games scheduled later this year. I know I had a friend that just went to a hockey game. We'll get into that into our segment. but And I've been looking for theater shows recently. All these Broadway musicals coming out that I, I want to see 
so bad before they stop showing. Beetlejuice is almost done with its run. Town is coming up on uh, changing out some actors. Hamilton's always around that I still haven't seen in person. Even Wicked. So yeah. I, I think TickPick's an awesome uh, site to be able to look for tickets for those events. Yeah, absolutely. If you're looking for tickets, maybe they're sold out for an event. Like you said, for some shows, they go faster than others. There's some that are in popular demand. If you're looking for tickets, why not stop at TickPick? And that 100% guaranteed seat is fantastic, especially after the the Taylor Swift debacle with Ticketmaster. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you definitely want just a little bit more security when you're going for something like that, whether it's a concert, sporting event, or entertainment venue. Uh, so definitely check out TickPick. Again, if you want to support our show, follow our link. That's bit.ly backslash score TP. All right. So we are now moving on to poster postgame analysis. So as I stated, um, we had those games taking place for NFL. Didn't really want to do poster postgame after already spoiling the scores. Right. So... I did see that I had a buddy go to an NHL game. All right. So I figured I had somebody up close and personal viewing this. Maybe they will enjoy us giving analysis for the game. Yeah, so yeah. let's do this game. They, we so. can like check back with them to see how accurate it was. Exactly. Because we know that they saw these kooky characters. <laughs> yeah, they, they were in for quite the show, quite the game. So... This game ended with the winning team scoring four and the losing team scoring three. So very close. My, my you know, I, I saw the post, my buddy, p- pictures and stuff like that. But what, uh, what, who were the two teams that were playing again? I completely forgot. They're both very strong teams, and it's it's constant battle between you know good and evil. That's mm-hmm. a ba- battle that's always going on. And this is a very similar battle. You had the bad guys versus the Marvels. And the Marvels came out on top Marvels. just by one point, you know. Yes. Good triumphs evil for sure, but the bad guys still have they they have their pros to them. Yeah. Right? And that's why they were able to score those 3 points. Yeah, I agree. So the Marvels quickly got up 2 to 0. Then we saw the bad guys score goal, but it was at a later point in the game, it was three to one, mm-hmm. the Marvels. So they were up. Uh, bad guys trying to cut it down. It's three to two. So within a goal, um, we see the Marvels get up again, make it four to two. The bad guys try to answer and come back. They made it four to three, but as we know, there were no. Goals scored in that third and final period, so that was the end result. So right. they were trying; they were as down as they were as down as little as one goal, being down two goals. They were trying to cut that deficit, but they were not able to tie it up at right. any point. You saw that looming threat from the bad guys, and of mm-hmm. course, the Marbles had to push back and recover, yeah, uh, just to really solidify their place as a. a a team to be reckoned with. Absolutely. So I would like to talk about the Marvels and some players from them that did well. So we had one player that scored two goals tonight. Man, that was something. So on his first goal, he quickly skated past defenders. And then on the second goal, he got the puck. It kind of 
was the, the defender knocked it away from the bad guys and then all of a sudden it's in the Marvel's hands and why don't you take it away and tell me a little bit more what happened on that second goal and, yeah. who, and who was this player? <laughs> Waymond Wang from <laughs> Everything Everywhere All at Once. He he was really tapping into those other uh, different um, realities and being able to pull those powers from those realities <laughs> yeah. just like his wife did in the movie. Uh, he he was able to to pull in those skills, and that that really helped him with making those shots. Scoring those two points is what really helped the team there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw them be up as many as two scores against the bad guys. So, hey, every effort counts. That's half of the points. Right, was scored by this one player. So that was quite something. I would like to point out one other player. So this player had one goal and one assist on the day. So again, very helpful in the effort to end up winning the game. So he scored this goal on a shot that was on goal and it was deflected by the goalie at first. So his teammate shot it and then goalie blocks it, goes flying in the air and then... He did something pretty cool, and he was able to score a goal. What what was it that he was able to do that was you don't see this all the time? So, <laughs> uh, you know, he he surprises us constantly with his ability and his powers. Uh, Cuphead has <laughs> a lot of different alternate like a- attacks, and you, when he's going up against these difficult bosses or difficult teams, mm-hmm. he's really able to pull some maneuvers to really almost like cheat the system in the way that he gets around it and and that was one of the maneuvers he did he you know pulling his snap attack and being able to just really uh maneuver around that team is is what helped him score that goal or and and help with assists and really just be a team player this time now imagine yourself as the defender or as the goalie a bit now what yeah what would you say like what how would you defend something like that as the you know like you like you said that seeing that is just you don't know what's going to be coming next and that's what happened on this shot yeah Yeah. you really don't know what's going (laughs) to come next and you don't know how to stop it even Mm. though you might be in some alternate reality dark future (laughs) you don't know every single route as much as you try to you just don't and so when sinister strange was trying was pulling from the the dark realm to, to to give him some some better power and some better uh perception for what was going to happen he just didn't really coordinate it well he wasn't able to react in the way that he was supposed to react yeah i totally agree with that so let's now do some highlights from the bad guys because again as we stated it was a close game so there are some silver linings here so when trying to come back from that 2-0 deficit, they were on offense, the bad guys, trying to score and trying to come back. So they're at a point where they were being aggressive. They were getting lots of shots on goal. Right. So there's one, two, and then three shots on goal. So this third player was able to slip his shot past the goalie. What really made it to where this third shot was the ultimate shot? And tell me, who was this player that was able to make this great shot and get it in. You know, he was just pulling in his strength. This guy's pretty emotional. Uh, and he, if you get him in the right moment, he's able to take that emotion, just like bring it into his power and his ability to, to just 
overcome and overpower things, whether it's summoning demons or or whatever he needs to do. He's able to pull in the extra ability uh, to give himself more power to be able to break through that defense. And uh, Gore the God Butcher, <laughs> he he's a strong guy. Yeah. Uh, of course, like, he he has a tragic backstory, and it's it's hard to like really talk about and and bring up. But right. he uses that backstory to his advantage. He helps yeah. it give him the aggression he needs to pull off this sort of uh, this sort of maneuver, this trick. Yeah. So again, we can't dive into it too much. But how do you think that that backstory that you are referring to helps him? not give up when they are down two to zero and helps him not give up when there's already been two shots by two other players on the goal. You know, some other players may be like, you know what, I'm going to shoot, but I'm not going to score. But that was not the case. He did not give up. So how much do you think that backstory plays into persevering? Oh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, he sees the universe has taken things away from him, and he's not going to let it take this away from him. No. And so no matter how many tries it takes him, he is going to make that shot, and it's going to go in eventually. Yeah, that's why it's always good to dive in a little bit, but not too much about what players have overcame in their past because it's great to see them on this main stage that kind of makes them who they are and as a player and as a person. So some good things to know and then in the midst of the comeback attempt that we were talking about another player made a clutch shot so one player had their shot hit the crossbar so they were they were so close but hit the crossbar so it hit the net and it goes flying the other direction and then goes in towards the direction of this player towards his teammate so who is this other player that was able to quickly shoot and score and make a goal at a clutch moment who is yeah this? he's his reflexes have been really upped since his his trip out of uh out of the country here um morbius the doctor <laughs> he's just wow i i don't think he was really able to pull off things like that before this season and he, he made his little vacation trip over the summer before that. And he just seems so different. Sometimes it seems like he's just poofing from place to place. <laughs> uh, and his agility and dexterity has just gone yeah. through the roof. Uh, so he was able to pull off that maneuver that not very many teammates would probably be able to do. That f- turnaround, mm, that was just amazing. It sent chills down my spine. Just like him in general this season. You look at him and it's just chills. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, I totally agree. So while we're in the business of reporting, we're also in the business of doing play-by-play. We're also in the business of analyzing. So I think people want to know kind of where we're at with this. So we were just talking earlier about Linsanity and how it crosses over sports. So we are talking about a player that's kind of rising to stardom as well. Um, How do we feel about the prevalence of morbin time really i i think that morbius needs to return again we want to see him so bad we need him back like they need to just bring him into the next game too honestly they should they should just bring him and put him at the forefront put him on the posters you know that is who everyone wants to see man morbin time is every time when he's on that field or that 
uh, on the ring on the ice. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I would have to agree that they may have been in a different position if they had more time of Morbin time yes. in this game. <laughs> we need more Morbin time. Everyone knows that's what we want. Bring them back. Give the people what they yeah. want. <laughs> Play them next game. Uh, so moving back to the um, defenders a bit, we touched on it earlier in the game. We were still reflecting on the bad guys a bit. So as we know, the losing team wasn't able to score more goals than the other team. We Mm-hmm. Kind of gave our analysis. We said that maybe Morbin time would have got them over that hump. But while they had struggles on offense, they had more struggles on defense. So I forget who the starting two defenders are, but could you please remind me? And then could you kind of say some stuff about their skill sets and kind of translate how maybe they need a little just a little extra push today or a little extra oomph there's something that maybe was missing today oh, sure. from those two yeah big jack horner he didn't really have his um his trinkets you know he mm-hmm. he has all these things that kind of like help him in certain situations and he just did not have that bag with him today and i think that's what really caused his ego was really getting in the way and that kind of it affected his performance this time around and yeah. we don't know if it'll improve in the future or what, but uh, he can't always rely on that bag of tricks, and he can't always rely on just I'm the best, you know. Like yeah, when a team true. player gets in their own head with their ego, it's going to affect their performance. And while he has this whole team, he's got to stop trying to use them to his advantage and being a jerk. Right, and he needs to play as part of that team. I agree. That works for some, but not for all. So by the time that they've gotten to the stage to where they are in the NHL, they have risen through club teams, uh, potentially college teams, or maybe other club teams in other countries. But they've grown from young kids to teenagers to young adults to... Now we're dealing with you know adult men here and, and women for you know, this this segment, but right. we um, don't always see people react well to the same kind of mentalities. They've kind of formed themselves as these adults that they, they aren't motivated in the same way. We're kind of like drill sergeant style when they're younger, where they're just having their coaches yell at them and get them riled up. Like, you need to do this and this and that. You know, they're adults. They've done this before. They've risen through the ranks. So that motivation tactic isn't always going to work for uh, the teammates, like you were saying. So I agree there. And then that was the one defender. Yeah, the other defender, he's been looking for a trade for a while. He doesn't really (laughs) fit in with this team very well. Uh, but like when people first see him, they think that he fits with this team. Yeah. But when when you get to know his methods a little more and what his goals are, the Batman just is not <laughs> really a good bad guy. He's right, he's right. not. He's he's definitely not uh, the best player for this team. He doesn't right. fit in right. Uh, and so he's been looking for a trade, and I really think that's affecting his performance. He he just isn't playing to the best of his ability because he wants them to just trade him. He wants to get out of there. We've seen this in some other sports. Commonly, the NBA, 
they've said they've speculated some players are not trying as hard maybe they're not in the best physical condition and they're doing this in order to make their performances be inadequate for their team to where that team feels kind of forced to trade them right. and then all of a sudden they get traded to a new team and all of a sudden now look at who's in great shape and now look who's performing at the top of their game right 100 so, if if he got traded i think that he would be performing 10 times better than what he's doing right now i could see that so i i like that inside look that you provided here so one last player i'd like to talk about the marvels yet again i would just like to point out that the winning team they had a lot of shots against them like we were talking the bad guys they had like three shots on goal in a row that third one got in they had two shots in a row one hit the crossbar and then the second one got in so there was a lot of shots on goal 30 of them as a matter of fact and that means the goalie had 27 saves so that was 900 percent goal save rate so Mm -hmm. who was this goalie again and i mean the common phrase in hockey was they're standing on their head they were doing really well goalkeeping oh yeah and you, you need someone who's super like flexible and just seems to excel at everything they do yeah and wednesday adams just does that <laughs> uh they're fantastic at fencing they're fantastic at problem solving they're fantastic at uh knowledge they're able to pull in all this knowledge and 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 even just being being a good detective and being able mm-hmm. to uh kind of figure out what's going to happen in the future or what even happened in the past uh they're able to just learn from that and figure things out as things go on and so their ability to be flexible and really just be agile helped them be the best goalie they could be this game i agree knowing players tendencies and doing something for so long like you said there's the predictive aspect of it and there's also being able to foresee um in the you know what's coming your way a little bit so i agree that all of that reflecting before and during the game helped make so many saves and get like over 90 percent. i mean hey we're talking an a right i would give it an a i'd give this performance an a all day (laughs) um plus almost (laughs) all right folks so that wraps it up for our poster post game analysis i would just like to say that that was an actual game that took place the oilers beat the edmonton oilers beat the las vegas raiders four to three so i do have a friend that is currently in las vegas and got tickets to the game i'll have to reach out and ask if he got them via tick tick pick pick. (laughs) but if not maybe he could have gotten better seats or maybe he could have gotten the same seats well similar uh for a better price and especially if he uses the link bits.ly backslash score tp all lowercase yes so i'll have to follow up on that but i thought it was cool seeing that a friend was at a game looked up some highlights and it did indeed look like it was a fun time no matter who won or lost so that was our poster post game analysis And then next week, we will be doing 
Devin's director cut. Yeah, we're going to make another movie. Oh, we yeah. don't know what the genre is going to be yet. We don't know who it's going to be on yet. Well, maybe Devin does. I have an but, idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to follow our theme of new beginnings this month. New beginnings, things that happened last year or uh, media experiences that took place last year, came out last year. So um, join us for our new beginnings, Devin Director's Cut, next week and uh, figure out who, who what, what are we making a movie on? Right. What is it going to be? Only time will tell and we'll be able to tell a story. So hopefully you join us for that. Right. And now we're going to move on to our last bit for the show two truths and one lie mm-hmm. uh, i'll go first because i did news first sounds so, good i got a hard one for you oh no which of these voice actors has the most acting credits i'm okay. not saying like was in the most things like acting credits because people can play multiple characters in one show okay uh so you have tom kenny frank welker and tara strong mm. These are not real people. None of them are. <laughs> That's the lie. No. <laughs> They're all real. You don't know who Tom Kenny is? No. How about I give you their their most, well, not most popular character, but one of the biggest characters that you probably know that each of them uh, play. Sure. Does that help? And then you, I'm trying to see who has the most, you're saying? The most Sorry. acting credits. So, okay. So I'm just trying to. Pick out who. Okay. Right. Uh, first, Tom Kenny, mm-hmm. known as SpongeBob, the oh, voice of SpongeBob. Okay. Frank Welker uh, started as the voice of Fred on Scooby Doo, uh, but then became the voice of Scooby Doo as well. Got it. Got it. And Tara Strong, voice of many characters from our childhood, actually. Hmm. Um, Timmy Turner is one of the bigger ones there from Fairly Odd Parents. Okay. Hmm. So, hmm. I mean, having to do SpongeBob, you're doing, you're altering your voice, and you're especially altering your laugh. Scooby Doo. I get what you're saying. That like, there's multiple Scooby Doo's. Yeah, it's been a long franchise for sure. Exactly. And then like, obviously, that cartoons. There's all voice acting, and then. Even in the real life adaptations, Scooby Doo is a dog that can talk. So right. there's still you still need a voice actor there. And then you gave me one cartoon, but you said plenty cartoons. So I feel like you wouldn't give the answer away by saying like, "Oh, done a lot of stuff." Um, I mean, each of them has done a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That description though was kind of telling but i feel like you wouldn't give it away so i'm just gonna go with scooby-doo you gonna say frank welker frank welker yeah frank welker has 2092 credits according to behind the voice uh the website surely that has to be across 659 titles there we go however he does not have (laughs) the most uh credits tom kenny has the most credits from the these three that I looked at, hmm. uh, with two thousand one hundred and sixty-six, but across three hundred and seventy-nine titles instead mm. of. Uh, so Frank Welker had across more things, but Tom Kenny oftentimes when he's doing a role or when he's part of a show, he'll play multiple characters within that show. Okay, and so he gets multiple credits 
uh, within that show or that game. So, like, say for Nickelodeon Kart Racers. Yeah. He plays SpongeBob. He also does the voice of SpongeBob in the spinoff series Camp Coral. Got so it. that's two credits right there. And then he also does the voice of Dog from Cat Dog. Okay. So that's a third voice there. So already for that game, that's three credits for one title. So that's right. why his titles are lower. Tara Strong um, has a good amount of titles, but a lower amount of uh, credits. 1,352 with 468 titles. So more titles than Kenny, but less roles. Okay, so... Yeah, I guess taking into account the video games as well, and I guess yeah, there's not too like many. Like you said, movies too. A yeah. lot of times, if they're CGI, there still has to be uh, someone voicing that character. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was going with. Was like there's shows and there's movies, and then but hey, same for SpongeBob plus video games too. So that that's a lot going on. All right, well that was a hard one indeed. That so makes me one and three. One and now. three? Yeah. Yes. Wait, one and three. Has it been that many this month? Oh, one whoops. and two. One and two. One, one and, and two. One and two. One and two. There we go. I already I, <laughs> what I did was I wrote it down twice. <laughs> I wrote it down and then I added to that again as we were going through it. But I don't want to give myself two losses today. I only want to give myself one loss. <laughs> so so Devin is one and two. Let's see uh, what my score ends up being. What am I right now? You are zero oh and two. So let's oh see and if two. you can be okay, one so and I'm two, worse. or if you can be zero oh and <laughs> three. three. All right, let me hear it. So first, just break a little bit of news as well. Um, the San Antonio Spurs set the NBA attendance record of sixty-eight thousand three hundred and twenty-three, and this was done against the Golden State Warriors in their return to the Alamo Dome. So okay. that was pretty cool. So we saw an expansion of people in attendance and we saw a record being broken. Mm-hmm. And then as we know, last week we covered the NHL expansion and its most recently added teams. So this week we are going to cover the NBA expansion. Okay. I'm still going to tell you the three teams that were added the most recent to make it 30 instead of 27, but I'm going to phrase the question a bit differently. So what I want to know is which of these teams was not added in 1995. So 1995. Two, yep. Okay. So two of them were, and then they were. This third team was either added earlier or later. Just not 1995. I'll tell you all the information afterwards. Okay. So, okay. The Toronto Raptors, the Vancouver Grizzlies, which are now the Memphis Grizzlies, or the Charlotte Bobcats, which are now the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so two Canadian teams and one American team. But, but then the, the Canadian, Canadian team, team. became an American team. Yep, correct. Oh, man. Okay. But that doesn't alter like that's it's it still a team time right? yeah yeah it was still a team that whole time it's the yes. same team mm-hmm. um oh man <laughs> oh man so it's vancouver toronto and charlotte charlotte mm-hmm. uh, north carolina mm-hmm. let's see i'm gonna go with 
Um, um, let's go with the Vancouver one's the one that changed. Yes. That one stands out just because they changed names, but that doesn't mean that they didn't join earlier. They actually changed cities. Changed cities, right? The other one changed, changed name. name, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Right. Uh, let's go Toronto. Toronto. So you think that they either joined later or earlier? Yeah. In they joined in 1995 alongside no. the Vancouver Grizzlies. I figured they both which, would join at the same which time. Which, now that I think about it, yeah. They, I was like, two Canadian teams at the same time makes too much sense. Oh, okay. It, it made enough sense that it was right. So, yeah, you tricked yourself. So they did, yeah, those two in 1995. And then Charlotte Bobcats, which is now the Charlotte Hornets, joined in 2002. So luckily for me, these have gone in increments of three, and I've been able to do them as such. But that, unfortunately, makes you also be in an increment of three three losses. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, and three versus <laughs> oh, my three. one and two, which means next week we, we will be playing for it. a yeah. tie. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yep. So that wraps it up for this episode. A lot on the slate for next week. We have predictions that could be right or wrong. We have our segment, Devin's Director Cut. And then we have a nail-biter of a two truths and one lie for you folks. So join us next week and join some sort of event if you are up for it via TickPick. Again, that is bit.ly backslash score tp b-i-t dot l-y backslash s-k-o-r-e-t-p <laughs> yeah <laughs> and as always on social media you can find us uh at w skim milk um or on my website wskimmilk.com for me devin you can find me on Twitter as well, DevonLang32, for NFL and fantasy football analysis. You can follow my predictions there as well. And again, if you want to tell me I'm awesome for being right, that would be great. If you want to tell me I'm horrible for being wrong, I will also take that as well. That will be great for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks again. See ya. Bye. If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.